All right, everyone, welcome back. Welcome back. Week two just wrapped up tonight of the NFL season, so we'll be diving heavy into that, of course. We have a happier fanatic joining us today. Uh, he promised that it wouldn't be as long of a rant as last week since the Cowboys won, but I guess we'll have to see about that. Uh I don't know. He's, he seems pretty excited. He was texting me this weekend. He seems very optimistic. I would say a complete 180 of his emotions from last week. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, just a preview of this one. So we'll get to Cowboy stuff. Obviously got to talk to and, you know, the comeback that Miami pulled against Baltimore. Be hitting on, you know, I guess wrapping up each game that happened this weekend and then get into some college football and uh, see if we have time to talk uh, the Yankees ups and downs recently, but let's get into it, Matt. So your Cowboys, you know, big game at home, avoided going 0-2. They had a tough opponent in Cincinnati coming into town, also off a tough loss, you know, hosted them at Jerry World and uh, pulled out a last second victory so why don't you go ahead and give us your takeaways from the game oh i cannot oh i'm so excited i've been waiting for this podcast for how many days one day but i finally get to say it for real but how about them dallas cowboys how about that michael parsons eh and especially how about that damn cooper rush baby Oh, man, I am so happy. Oh, what a great, great win. I mean, did I not say that Cooper Rush is not that bad? I feel like I feel like I deserve some credit for that. But anyway, let's get into this game. So obviously, huge win against the reigning AFC champs um, with their backup quarterback. Um and boy, it couldn't have started any better to me. Um, Cooper Rush, first drive, 75 yards all the way to the end zone. I mean, that's like the perfect start you could ask for. And I thought that was great execution in terms of a team effort, in terms of the players, as well as the play calling by Kellen Moore. Um, I saw a lot of, obviously, Zeke. Finally getting Tony Pollard the ball on the jet sweep, which is what I've been crying for this entire time for the past two years, getting him on the edge. And we even saw, little and behold, Turpentine getting a jet sweep. I mean, that's that was what I was crying about last week. And Kelly Moore came out, gave both of them the ball, get him out on the edge, and good things happen. And then, obviously, Cooper Rush, you know, on that first drive, had a big fourth down conversion. Um, really a guy who's pretty fearless when it comes to making some throws in the traffic. Um, to me, he's a little bit of a more riskier risk taker than Dak. Um, he's going to push the ball down the field and he's going to sling it. He's going to sling it. And it was on full display. 
from the start. Obviously, the touchdown pass to Noah Brown, a beautiful ball, kind of really led him away from the defender, and he allowed Noah Brown to kind of high point the ball, um, which basically means it's either him or nobody's catching it. So great start. Um, obviously, as we get later into the game, they kind of faltered a little bit, but the start was good. And the defense really kind of kept that momentum going. And that's where I was kind of shocked because I thought Cincinnati was going to score a lot. And to me, this game was won by the defense. All defense. And again, I'm going to say it again. Micah Parsons is the defensive player of the year as of today. He is the best player in the NFL in terms of a defensive player to me. That is not even close right now to me. I don't want to hear about Aaron Donald anymore. His time's done. I mean, Micah Parsons, through 18 games, I think he has the most sacks in the league. First 18 games. And there's everybody's throwing out. It wasn't just me to start, but now I hear a lot of words saying, oh, he's the next Lawrence Taylor. He's got that little flash in him. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be Lawrence Taylor, but he has that skill set in him. And his versatility is on full display to start the year. Another two sacks. Um, I think he had five, five quarterback hits, 10 pressures. And the Cowboys had 15 pressures as a whole. So he had two-thirds of the quarterback pressures on Burrow, which is ridiculous. I mean, just a flat-out stud. Um, just it was unbelievable but let me get to some of the things that I noticed defensively that were kind of critical Um, it didn't really come back to bite us at the end of the day but uh, the penalties man the penalties are still still an issue and on that first drive Anthony Barr gets called for a, a careless uh targeting hit or it wasn't a targeting but it was like the personal foul against Joe Burrow when he was sliding down. That actually costed us three points. Uh, we had another offside on special teams. It was Demarcus Lawrence. That costed us another three points. So the penalties are still there. Um, obviously, McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, they got to clean that up because, you know, in big games late in the season, that's going to come back to hurt you. And they're, they're honestly lucky that they didn't come back to hurt them because, you know, you can't do that when it comes to the playoffs. So something that we need to still work on a lot. Um, but overall, the defense was spectacular. And I got to shout out the best corner in the league, Mr. Diggs. Had a fantastic game. I don't know if you saw did these you stats. you say the best corner in the league? Yes, I did. I did say that. I That's not a typo. And did you, did, did, did you see the stats? So everyone, I even I was a victim of this. I actually thought this is the worst matchup for Trayvon Diggs because I saw what Chase did to him in college when they had that Alabama LSU game. He absolutely torched Trayvon Diggs in that game. But if you look at today or yesterday's game, I think going against Trayvon Diggs, I saw a stat, and I think it was pro football focus. They said he held him to two catches. Two catches. That the whole game, two catches, less than 20 yards. I will take that any day of the week. That is lockdown stuff right there. Not getting the interceptions, but he's playing them tight. 
And you know Joe Burrow is trying to get him the ball. So the fact that you held Jamar Chase to two catches as an individual, that means you're playing some good D. And to me, he made the play of the game in that uh, two-minute warning. Last drive for the Bengals, it was a third and three. Uh, makes a huge hit against Tyler Boyd in a one-on-one open space tackle, forcing the Bengals to punt. And then, obviously, Cooper Rush goes down the field, gets them into field goal range, and Maher gets the kick for the win. But um, Trayvon Diggs, man, our two stars showed out. And that's what you need. You need your stars to come to play in the big moments, especially when you're down your starting quarterback. And that's exactly what happened on the defensive side of the ball. And to some degree, the offensive side, which I will get into right now. So obviously, as I started the show, I was very, very excited in that first drive when I got to see Tony Pollard get a jet sweep because that's what I've been crying for the entire time for the past what season and two games. Um, but I think we saw what happens when we get Tony Ballard the ball in space. All he needs to do is break one, and he did that. He hit his head on the goalposts. I mean, they got it reviewed, but he got his touchdown anyway. But that's the game. To me, that is the game plan. If you get Pollard on the edge, get him 10 touches on the edge. He's going to break one or two of them, and that's that's what you need, especially when you have your backup quarterback in the game, right? You need some kind of big play to kind of make it easy on everybody, and that's exactly what Tony Pollard brings, and we saw that on full display. Just awesome, awesome job getting him the ball. Um, But what I kind of didn't like is um Kellen Moore he seems to start the game either really bad or really good and then he goes to really bad like I I just uh, I I don't understand some of his decisions he started off hot I mean got the ball to Pollard as I said Turpin even got a touch which is who I want to see get the ball more um but then he starts going away from that and then you know Coming into the second half, it almost seems like they were so conservative. Like, they started just running the ball up the middle with Zeke and Pollard. Like, you know, why are you going to get conservative? I mean, you got the Bengals up double digits. Like, shove it down their throat. Cooper Rush was playing fine. Like, trust them. He's he's shown he can play big in the big moments. So, you got to be aggressive with him. And... You know, that, I think that's what caused the Bengals to really kind of hang around and eventually get back in the game. You know, the conservative play calling, and then eventually you get one drive and then the big and actually only turnover of the game, which is actually critical, uh, was Dalton Schultz's fumble. And you know, I'm going to cross my fingers for him because uh, he's got a PCL injury now and i don't know if that's going to mean he's going to miss time but that's a huge loss if he does um he might be able to play through that since it's what we saw with zeke last year but he's definitely not going to be 100 percent. so something to keep an eye out but dalton schultz had a pretty costly fumble um so just yeah not a good game for him but then as i think what every cowboy fan was excited to see was cooper rush you know, our savior really come through and lead us home in that last two minute drive. And that was 
that's what I like to see about Cooper Rush. I mean, some of the throws that he made was fearless. You know, he was throwing over to the middle of the field. Obviously, he has great chemistry with um, Noah Brown uh, being on the kind of second string unit for how many years. So, you know, those guys know each other really well. He got the ball to CD more often than Dak. So that was really good to see. Um, but just just a great job leading that two-minute offense. And hey, they managed the clock well. Did you see that last play of the game? They run a toss to Pollard, get Maher into his spot. And with 18 seconds left, they ran and handed the ball to the ref, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. And that was beautiful to see. And lo and behold, Brett Maher, who I could not stand as the cowboy kicker three years ago, um, is probably, you know, the biggest hero in Dallas right now uh, with that game-winning kick. But, man, I mean, I was saying last week, I can't wait for the season to be over, but I think the season's just getting started now. You know, it's funny how things change in the NFL. Um, but I'm loving it. Cowboy Nation is definitely loving this. And I'm feeling really, really confident going up against Daniel Jones next Monday because uh, we got big time rush in the saddle. And, you know, who needs Dak, right? Who needs Dak? That guy couldn't even score a touchdown last week. We got at least two at Cooper Rush. So I'm feeling confident. I think the offense is feeling a lot more confident. The defense is riding high. They smell blood in the water with Daniel Jones. I'm, I'm feeling good right now. I don't know about you, but I feel pretty good if I'm a Cowboys fan. All right. Well, See, let me. That was pretty good. Let me come knock you down a notch, just a little bit, okay? Bring. I'll let me come. Why are you gonna bring me down? I, I, I'm really I gotta, feeling good right I now. I need to be the point of reason on this show, Matt. So first of all, let me applaud the Cowboys. You know, down their leader, obviously. It. They were coming in against a really hungry Cincy team, you know, but. Let's just look at the facts, okay? So, number one, I think the part you're probably most right about is your defense definitely is going to carry you. Um, I think not not just these past two games, but the majority of this season. I think you're going to win a lot of these low 20-to-something games. You know, if you can put up 20-something points, I think... Your defense is good enough to carry you. Uh, Michael Parsons is evolving into that perennial talent um, that we're going to see for... He reminds me, you know, more of the, like, Von Miller-esque. You know, the speed. More of that speed rush. He does have power as well, but just what jumps out to me is how fast he gets off the ball, Right? And he can just beat you in so many ways. Like, when you're that fast, right? That's how Aaron Donald beats a lot of guys, right? Because there's not a lot of D tackles that are as quick as him. Uh, so I just think, yeah, the the speed, he can overpower you if, you know, you're worried about his speed coming off the edge. He's, there's just so It's like pick your poison with him. There's so many ways he can get to you, and he'll come up in the big-time situations. Uh, the tackle, you know, Trayvon Diggs on that third down was probably one of the biggest plays of the game i think um because like you said you know trayvon diggs kind of has this weird reputation where he's an all pro but if we're being honest like 
the numbers last season, he was getting torched. Uh, he's just he happened to have the most picks in the league, right? It's just that aggressive play style that you know kind of just paid off for him last year. Uh, but it seems like this year it's more it's not as much about going for the the pick. It's more about you know playing fundamental cornerback you know position play. And so you know I think uh, Dan Quinn he's also doing a good job mixing it up. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, he's more of it sounds like he's more of that run stopper now, right? He's really good he plays against the inside run. since Micah's outside. Mm-hmm. So I, I like I like what they've done. You know, I see the Wolf Hunter still flying around back there making plays. Um so I really like the defense. Let me just tone you down on this Cooper Rush and offensive train real fast, okay? So I think Cooper Rush played well. Right, definitely well enough to win. He didn't sell the game or anything, you know, no costly errors or anything like that. But I let me just bring you back down to earth. So you're talking about this last drive, right? Oh, Cooper Rush is so fearless, right? He's so fearless. You know, he's making throws over the middle. You're talking about that throw over the middle to Noah Brown. You didn't that bring was it up. deflected. Yeah, it was deflected. That's yeah, a lucky but that play. Was a... No, it's That's not. That's a lucky. Because that was that? on target. You... Noah Brown came back for the ball because it was deflected. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. If you replay it, the safety is bearing down on Noah Brown to come in and, like, he, he, it's going to be a bang bang play. He's either going to hit him right away or. You're telling can, me Noah Brown's not going to catch that ball? He can jump in to make that pick. No, I'm saying that it's not, not on Noah Brown. I'm saying that how the. The timing of the play, right? The safety is bearing down on it, right? But the deflection throws off everyone, and Noah Brown is just able to react to that. So I'm just saying, you know, that's kind of one of those anomaly plays, all right? It's not, oh, he's so fearless. Like, what do you mean? What is this fearless? Like, that's not a fearless throw. And it's then not throwing into double you, coverage. And then you see and that throw not... he made to Lamb at the end of the game? Yeah, come a that's nice a double ten, two guys, and he puts it in out. the spot. 10 yard but out there's two guys back. on him okay that's a well, sweet throw if that, that's Dak, that, that's, that's a pick a, six that's a nice he's gonna throw it behind that's him. a nice throw but that's you know an nfl expected level throw i mean it wasn't tight coverage there were two guys in the area but it's not you know you, you know what i mean it's not one of those the defenders on him the you know had bodies on him and he put it in a spot only cd could catch right i'm just saying it was a nice throw, but it you know they weren't like bearing down on him. There were two defenders in that area. It had to be a pretty good throw. It didn't have to be a perfect throw. That's all I'm saying, right? But I I'm I'm not trying to knock Cooper Rush or anything. Okay, I he he played well. He executed how he had to. He had the offense right, like you said, time management, right? That's been a a problem, right? The you know the past several years we're thinking it's McCarthy. You know, who knows really if it's communication, whatnot, but, you know, they executed exactly how they had to, you know, going down and that last play to Pollard, they had, you know, the perfect amount of time. Pollard knew how much time he had before he had to get down, got everyone set, spiked the ball, you know, for, for Maher to kick it. So I thought he played well. I think. Um, obviously he's he's more he's gonna be a system quarterback right it's gonna be as it's gonna be reliant on kellen moore i think to scheme some of these things 
and like you said, Kevin Moore did a really good job in that first half, right? More, you know, that first quarter, mixing it up, Allard's involved, you know, CD's involved, Noah Brown is, I, I think, caught the Cincy defense off guard, quite frankly. Um, and so, you know, I just want to simmer down this hype train of on offense you got. I'm all aboard the defensive hype train, like all aboard, right? Uh, but, you know, let's just simmer down on this offense right now. Uh, you know, they play well at home, right, against a Cincy team. You know, a really emotional win last week. Um, but I just, you know, want to throw a little caveat in there for the defense as well. This Cincy offensive line is atrocious. I, I don't know if it's a Joe Burrow is, you know, not throwing the ball quick enough. I don't know if these plays are too long developing or it's simply the fact that this offensive line for Cincinnati is not good. But I think Joe Burrow has been sacked like double digit times. 13 times 13 now times, right? season. 13 times now on the season, right? Granted, you know, to throw another caveat for the Cincy line, they're going against the Pittsburgh defensive line which at the time still had TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, right? And this defensive line, which is going to have, you know, obviously number 11 and DeMarcus Lawrence. Obviously two premier guys as well. So, uh, but this Cincy line, man, I don't know. They tried to figure it out. Maybe something is in the water up there. I don't, I don't know what's going on. But, um, but yeah, let, I'm, you know, I think that's how this Cowboy season is going to go. It's going to be, can Kellen Moore, and I don't know how involved McCarthy is, but can Kellen Moore come up with a game plan, right, to get you to 20, let's say you need 20-plus a game, 23 around there, and I think your defense should be able to hold, you know, most teams to 20 or less points. And I, I, I'm expecting to win all the home games, uh, for you guys to win a majority of your home games this year, you know, um, and, you know, look, I guess if you want to look forward to next week, like you said, yeah, the Daniel Jones, I'm not buying this Giants 2-0 start right now. Um, you know, they played Tennessee. We thought Tennessee was going to, you know, be another AFC contender. They're 0-2 now. They just got embarrassed by the Bills tonight. Usually a competitive game between, you know, the Bills and the Titans. It was not even close tonight. That might speak to the level the Bills are playing at, though. You know, they look unstoppable. Um, and, you know, the Giants also squeaked out against Carolina, who's 0-2, lost to the Browns as well. So I'm not I'm, – I'm with you there. I'm not buying this Daniel Jones hype train. I think it's going to be more of the same. Take Saquon out of the game next week, right? Limit that run game. Make Daniel Jones beat you, and then, you know – does Trayvon Diggs have a pick yet? Because if he doesn't, uh, I think I'm feeling his he don't first. Got a pick. I'm feeling his first pick. one next week, though. I'm just saying <laughs> against good old <laughs> Daniel Jones, or or it's gonna be a fumble. You know, Daniel Jones. He, I I feel like it's just a given. He's good for one turnover a game, whether it's a fumble or a or a pick or something. Um, do you play or a at trip? Home? Or yeah, or a trip? <laughs> Is it in Dallas next week? No, in New York. In New York, I still think. Yeah, it that one might be a uglier game too. I don't think this Giants defense is awful. Um, I think they're good. 
They're I think yeah, they they have some they have some guys now. So I think it's gonna be another another one of these, you know, twenty to seventeen, you know, twenty three to twenty type of games. Might not be pretty, but you know, I think I like the talent more on on Dallas's side than anything. So it's looking better. You know, there's optimism, but you know, I've been hearing that Dak is gonna come back potentially. Looking at week I four, don't want him to come back yet. <laughs> he can take eight weeks. Well, we got we got big time rush in the saddle now. I mean, he, big time he, rush. He, he's he's undefeated as a starter right now. That is true, and he you know he played against two pretty solid teams, um, Bengals and the the Vikings last year. So I'm liking it. I'm liking what Cooper Rush has done. <laughs> All right. Well, he scored 17 points. My $75 million quarterback couldn't even get in the end zone. I mean, that's why I'm so upset at this guy. <laughs> Pay you all this money and you can't score a touchdown. But oh, my backup comes in on the first drive of his game and he scores a touchdown. Okay. Well, the Bucks defense is still pretty stout. I don't want to hear about the, I don't, <laughs> I don't care who they play. They can play peewee teams. Like they, you got to sc- score. You're paid to score the ball. That's why we paid you. Cooper Rush ain't getting paid the big true. bucks. That's true. I'll, I'll give you that. That there, he's no, he's not making those seventy-five or whatever mil. What does he get? What is Dak getting? I forgot already. Four-year, hundred sixty mil. Oh yeah, was his contract, but he got seventy-five million last year with his signing bonus. Oh, crazy! All right, well, good for the Cowboys. Is looking up now. You, now you're happy. Now you want the season to continue, huh? Yeah. I said <laughs> if we went 0-4, I would say we need a tank. But that's not the case anymore. We're playing the Giants. We got the Commanders after that. So two winnable games, I will mm-hmm. say. But division games, so it's always going to be tough. But if it's winnable, I got hope. All right. All right. Well, there's hope in Dallas again. Um. All right. Well, last... A uh, game I really want to get into before we hit our break. Um, Tua silenced a lot oh. of people on Sunday. So Miami, you know, went into Baltimore. I think a lot of people, analysts, fans, betters across the country had the Ravens winning this pretty handedly. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Lamar Jackson, right? His contract situation, he's betting on himself. Last week looked good against the Jets, you know. Like I said, um, didn't have to do too much. So threw three touchdowns last week against the Jets, and I mean this game was, I mean what a crazy game, right? But uh, you know Lamar had an excellent game. I mean he had three hundred and eighteen yards through the air, had another hundred plus on the ground, three touchdowns on the air, one on the ground. Uh, that long touchdown run, 79-yard touchdown run, I personally thought was a dagger, right? Um, I mean, it was the, to end the third quarter. You go up 35-14 to 14 at home. It's your home opener, right? Harbaugh doesn't lose home openers. Tua, you know, was forcing it a little in that first half, had the two bad picks. Well, you could argue how bad both of them were i i think one of them was the second woman was bad the first one probably just not a good decision 
not you know one of those 50 50 balls but um man i was i was a little like oh just worried because i was watching you know the first half analysts at the half oh two is blah 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 you know he's not cut this is just another reason you know he's not he's not the guy he's not the franchise guy um so at the half i was i was just saying like man Tua, just if you could just come back you know make this a a game a little bit interesting right even if you don't win you know just show us that hey you're not going to give up this team isn't going to give up that's what i want to see from these dolphins right and lo and behold they did not give up so uh i'll talk about the positives first for miami right so obviously Tua in the second half went ballistic. Um six touchdowns on the game, 469 yards through the air, uh four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh just insane. You know, silence a lot of those critics of uh he can't throw deep, whatever. You know, it, people are still harping on him. Oh, but the touchdown to Tyreek was underthrown, blah blah blah. It's like okay. Like people are really gonna, he's just gonna have to keep doing. I'm I'm not saying put up six touchdowns, but he's gonna have to just put up W's, keep stacking these W's. I, I'm thinking, you know, four. If he can get three or four in a row, then you know, people will have no choice but to finally acknowledge it. A lot of people, like the haters, are still like, oh, but this is just one game, and Baltimore sold. What is Baltimore's defense doing? Um, and yeah, we can get into that. I mean, you know, two of them. I don't know how you let Tyreek Hill get by you. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I love Tua, right? I, I'm gonna, you know, try to advocate for him. But what is Baltimore doing? I mean, to let Tyreek Hill get by you, you know, five, ten, fifteen yards with no one around him. Uh, that's not how you win games. And I don't think that's how Harbaugh taught it. I think. It looked like it was a lot of inexperience and communication issues between that young secondary. So, you know, but hey, you know, Miami still took advantage of it. Um, to me, though, the one of the turning points in this game, uh, so Baltimore was up two touchdowns and uh, they had a fourth and one at about the 45 yard line around close to midfield. Um, and Harbaugh, instead of punting, right decides to go for it he goes for it they don't get it lamar gets stuffed uh then a couple plays later it's one of those bombs to tyreek right and just like that it's like oh wait a minute now they're we're only down seven there's hope right bomb them again oh man we're tied like it just the script flipped just like that and that's what I think is Miami has that threat now. They have that kind of Kansas City threat to to score on you at any moment that, you know, this Miami team desperately lacked the past two seasons. Um, and I got to give credit to, to Mike McDaniel as well. I mean, he schemed it up really well. The offense, you know, looked good. Their running game, I mean... You know, Tua got all the flash, but you know there there's holes for this running game, and they're just gonna complement each other. Uh, Edmonds and Mostert are heavily involved. Like it, it looks like they're just gonna split duty. Um, but I like what I saw from this Miami team more so. You know, they didn't give up. They they believed in Tua, and uh, I think it was pretty obvious. So 
gotta give it to this Miami team and uh some question marks from Baltimore, but you know, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> I mean I don't think any I didn't even see this coming, honestly. But I think this is what the Dolphins gotta do. And I'm if I'm looking at the, the box score, Tyreek Hill had eleven catches, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, eleven catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Right? That's your two main weapons on offense. So I like that tool was, you know, using them properly, right? Throw the deep ball or just throw a quick screen and let them run. Like that's that's their game. I mean, I think I know Tyreek had the the long touchdown, but I think the play that Waddle had, I don't, I don't think he scored a touchdown on this one. The 60-yard pass. Oh. It was just like a short, simple pass, and he just, boop, like, just took off. I mean, that's what makes them so scary. And if Tua can just keep the game simple and use what he has around him, I mean, he's got a red zone weapon with Gesicki. Uh, he um, made an unreal yeah. catch, too. Got to work on his gritty, though, I think. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's looking a little stiff on that yeah. gritty. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, even Mostert out of the backfield, I mean, he's got speed out of there. So this almost kind of reminds me of Tula's Alabama team, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got Waddle, you got Rugs. I mean, you got just speed on the edges and no better yeah. weapons than Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in terms of mm-hmm. speed. So I think Tua, yeah, just keep, I think he just needs to play his game and really just emphasize getting them the ball. That's it. Keep it simple. And I think McDaniels coming from the 49ers system, I think he's going to take take some of that with him. You know, what was their game plan? Oh, how are we going to get Debo Samuel the ball in space? And now he, you're kind of seeing that with Miami, but he's got two guys that can do that in Waddle and, and Hill. So, yeah, I mean, Tua looked awesome. He looked awesome. I, I really can't say anything bad about him, except for the, you know, the pick early in the game. I thought yeah. that was kind of reckless. But yeah. hey, it's not how you start. It's how you finish, right? It's how you finish. Uh, and so next week, gonna, I think a lot more people will be watching next week. So Miami goes into Buffalo. And uh, right now, two of the most explosive offenses in the league. Who would have thought people would be talking about that, right? Going into week three. Uh, little interesting stat for you. So obviously, uh, we're only two weeks in, right? But, you know, through two weeks... The highest QBR in the league, we got Josh Allen at 87. Obviously, this is a 0 to 100, right? This is Skip's favorite analytic, right, for Q. Oh, QBR, QBR. Uh, and we got Mr. Tua, Tonga Vailoa, at number two, 85 QBR overall. So we got the number one and number two uh, QBR leaders for the season going at it next year. And I can't believe this either. Tua is leading the league in passing yards. <laughs> unbelievable i can't like that's yep. crazy to me um yeah mr qbr even uh mr rush is sitting there at number six through two weeks who would have thought huh mr. well QBR i mean rush. all i know he has a better qbr than the starter so <laughs> numbers don't lie <laughs> yeah uh but yeah interesting just um uh, gonna be a really exciting game I still think at this point in the season, as impressive as Miami has looked, Buffalo is just on a on a different level right now. You know, the the way they can do it in all three phases, right? Uh, 
I, I'm not going to get my hopes up too high. I hope it's a close game because Buffalo is, you know, we talk about last week, Tua has kind of owned Belichick almost, right? It's He's 4-0 against Belichick, but uh, I think Josh Allen is uh, undefeated against uh, Tua. So it's a little, you know, Miami's kind of looking like that middle brother right now. So hopefully they can make it competitive next week. And uh, that one will be really, really interesting. Um, I want to see how McDaniel can scheme up something against that Bills Bills defensive line because that thing is a, a scary, scary unit right there. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, good stuff from, from our teams this week. Uh, too bad Marcus couldn't pull it off. That would have been the trifecta. I'm not, I mean, we're not... Ex- it was I'm close. Not ex- it was close. They brought it back. You know, they almost reversed 28-3 to 3, the... The Rams there. It was close. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. They they had a chance though, you know. Uh but well we can touch on that uh in a little bit more. But you know what, Matt, let's just take our break a little bit early here and then uh we'll get into our second half. <laughs> Okay, welcome back, guys. So, I still don't know what I'm going to call this segment, but it, let's just say right now we'll call it the Fans Weekly Wrap-Up. I need a better name for this, but I'll just go ahead, run down uh, really quick on the rest of the games that happened this weekend. We'll give a little insight um, into each game, but let's just start it off. So, first... Ah, Thursday, the Thursday night game, you know, really hyped. Chargers uh, and Chiefs, you know, typical Chargers game, I guess. I If you could say it, right? Um, obviously, you're a big Jay Herbal fan, right? You know, Oregon uh, alum. Yeah, but he <laughs> <laughs> made the one play that kind of turned the momentum of the game. Yeah, um, had that costly turnover. They look good though. I mean, they they had Kansas. They're up on on Kansas City, typical Chargers fashion, right? But yeah, that that turnover kind of cost them there. Uh, they dropped to one on one. I still like them. You know, the West is not looking as strong. I would say, as I think a lot of us anticipated through two weeks. Uh, but you know, Chiefs. I guess they're still the kings. <laughs> We we all kind of doubted them, right? But uh, no Tyreek, no problem. I guess their their offense just looks a little bit different. You know, still very efficient, still very creative, but I don't sense that you know home run type of threat. It's like they're gonna kill you with doubles and singles and doubles all the way down the field, right? Long methodical drives. They're running it more effectively now with Clyde. Still a scary offense, but uh, they don't have that home run threat. I would say, um, Chargers are good at Chargers. They they still got talent. They just gotta clean it up. But what's new, right? What's new with the Chargers? Um, uh, anyway, uh, we touched on the Miami game. Let's get to the other crazy one of the other crazier games this weekend. Jets at the Browns. Who would have thought, right? I would say to recap this game. 
the Browns out Brown the Jets Jetsing. That makes sense. Sure. So the Browns <laughs> yeah. browned harder than the Jets jetted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> so anyways, oh, wrong. but okay. Well, All right. Gonna, right. Like the so obviously two of you know in recent memory two of the more unfortunate fan bases i would say just because they've had to suffer you know through a lot recently um but you know it looked like the browns without deshaun watson you know jacoby Brissett under center had this game all wrapped up at home nick chubb had a great game you know got in the end zone three times i know Riley was real happy about that. Uh, wasn't sharing those goal line touches with Kamara. He said, I'm taking all the touchdowns today. Uh, so the Browns were up, you know, two touchdowns, I think. Or th- it must have been 13. They were up 13, 13 points with about a minute and some change to go. And somehow, you know, Corey Davis gets <laughs> wide open down the sideline. <laughs> and I'm talking wide open. I was like looking back at the play. I think they were playing quarters, and for some reason Denzel Ward, like, this? Denzel the Ward corner? didn't cover his his <laughs> quarter. Like, and that's one of their best players on the defensive side too, right? Uh, it's just four man. Like you play that in Madden, you can play three man deep or or four. You know, cover four, four quarters, whatever you want. Just play prevent already. And no timeouts. <laughs> yeah, no timeouts. You tackle them inbounds, right? The game is probably over. <laughs> but somehow Corey Davis gets past the Browns defense, scores a touchdown, and then you're like, okay, well, it's it's not, you know, the worst thing in the world, right? Because they still gotta kick the onside kick and get the ball, right? Lo and behold, the Jets kicker, he hit a good one too. It was like a per- one of the perfect onside kicks, spun across the whole field, and who has a chance at the ball, Matt? Who else but number two of the Browns, Amari Cooper? <laughs> has a chance. Doesn't get it, right? Jets fall on it. And it's like, oh my gosh. Are the Jets really about to pull this out of the bag? Here's Joe Flacco. Hits, you know, perfect two-minute drill. Uh, One-minute drill, I guess, with no timeouts. Hits Garrett Wilson and it's like just stuns Cleveland. <laughs> Only something Cleveland could do, honestly. Like, I don't even know what to say. I mean, maybe, you know, Zach Wilson, do you need to come back? Maybe this is one of those situations as well, right? I mean, Joe Flacco had yeah, four touchdowns. Super Bowl winner. I mean, proven Super right? Bowl winner, Joe yeah. Flacco. <laughs> Uh, but Garrett Wilson, that dude is nice. I think he's gonna be him and Elijah Moore. Whew, once they get that some offensive scheme figured out, um, those two are gonna look real good. I think. And Corey uh, Davis is solid too. Corey Davis is good. He was supposed know, to be the wide receiver one last yeah. year too. Yeah, but they got some talent brewing there. If they can just string some wins together, uh, look out for the Jets. They're they're on the come up. Uh, another offensive explosion from the Lions, Matt. Let's let's get into this game. So, uh, luckily Jared Goff outdueled Carson Wentz 
right? So now your commander, the commanders are one and one. You know, they were threatening the division lead, but hey, the Lions through two games, averaging you know thirty five and a half points. Who would have thought from this Lions offense? Um, but I gotta give it to to this guy. You know, I mean, Jared Goff played a great game, but Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, this dude is just a playmaker. Uh, I'm, you know, he reminds me kind of. I guess you could say like he's more of that Devonte Adams ish, you know, like a technician. So, yeah, technician, because he's not big. He's he's not even as yeah, big he's kind of small actually. On the shorter side. Um, I guess you could say maybe like a Welker back in the day, but he doesn't even play exclusively in the slot, right? Um, he can, he just knows how to get open. He's finding these creases. They use him in the run game. Dude is a fantasy monster. It's probably my biggest regret right now, not drafting him in fantasy. <laughs> uh, but man, these Lions are exciting. And Aiden Hutchison, right? Our defensive player, our defensive rookie of the year pick, three sacks. You know, that's a that's a rookie record, I think, or Lions rookie record. Uh, but three sacks in that game, you know. To get Carson Wentz. Lions, man. Hey, don't sleep on these Lions, I think. I think they're going to be really competitive this year. Dan Campbell has them fired up. And honestly, I f- I'm uh, happy for Lions fans. Of course they're going to be competitive. They're on hard knocks. So <laughs> you can't be on hard knocks and be like bums. So <laughs> I'm sure that kind of lit a fire into them too, honestly. You yeah. don't want to get embarrassed after going on hard knocks. That's not a good look. That's true. Um, but hey, don't sleep on these lines, man. They look hungry. I'm I'm impressed with what I'm seeing from their offense. I can't believe I'm saying that, but their offense is score is putting up points, man. Um this next game, kind of a weird game, another like ugly defensive battle, right? So Bucks and Saints. I mean, Brady looked it's looking okay through two weeks, like nothing Brady esque. My MVP, you know, prediction not looking so hot right now. Uh, I mean, he did lose Mike Evans. Chris Godwin is banged up, right? So maybe it's still too early to say. Uh, Jameis didn't look that impressive, right? Uh, just kind of an ugly defensive game. Probably the highlight of this game was that the fight between Evans and Lattimore. <laughs> Those two uh, clowns going at it. Those again. two again, man. They must absolutely hate each other, because uh, they're always just going at like it's personal between them, and you, everyone knows it's personal between them. And yeah, honestly, that fight was probably the highlight of the game. Tampa Bay had to, um, or Brady had that long touchdown to Perriman, right? That kind of uh, helped seal that game off. So, I think. The Bucks just need to get healthy on offense, right? And uh, open some running lanes up for Fournette because I have him in all three of my fantasy leagues. So I'm kind of hoping to see some goal line and red zone touches <laughs> for Lenny. He even said on Twitter, like, sorry for the poor performances. So I'm holding you to that, Leonard. I got you in three leagues, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm expecting some results there. But uh, Bucks. Bucks 2-0 in that division. I don't think anyone's surprised. Next one, Panthers-Giants. Another ugly one. 19-16. to I mean, I don't even really want to talk about this game, to be honest. 
There's uh, nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. <laughs> I mean, just two mediocre to below average teams going at it. <laughs> Giants happen to pull out a couple more plays, I guess, if you want to say. Saquon didn't do much. Uh, Baker, I mean, I don't know. There's not too much to say about this one. Giants pulled it off. Carolina's 0-2. It is what it is. Uh, man, some there's some some of these were ugly games. This Patriots Steelers game, uh, Patriots offense, you know, did enough again, but I still think this Pittsburgh offense needs to figure some things out. Right, we go to last week. They had all the turnovers against Cincinnati. They only put up twenty one points. Like that's you know kind of unacceptable to me. Um. Uh, so they're going to have to, you know, figure some things out on the offensive side of the ball. I think Mitch is getting his leash is shrinking week by week. Any picket it's, is, is Andy on Pickett the rise. Is waiting in the, in the wings. Uh, but, you know, this Pittsburgh offense, they, they just need to find an identity. Um, I, they just need to be Najee focused, I think. You know, use him as your playmaker out of the backfield. Catching the ball, he can catch the ball. He's, you know, athletic. Just focus on Najee and let let everyone else fall into place after that. Um, This next game, probably my biggest disappointment or, yeah, biggest disappointment in the team this year, the Colts at the <laughs> Jags, right? The Colts are... All one and one against the Texans and the Jags, both in division games, and they got blanked in Jacksonville. They put up a goose egg, right? You want to talk about how bad the Cowboys offense was last week? At least they played Tampa. Matt Ryan, right? Oh, Carson Wentz is the problem last year. I I, I think we both thought that as well, right? You know, we're not huge Carson Wentz fans but to put up oh i am i'm a huge carson okay well you're a huge carson Wentz fan for different reasons (laughs) uh but to put up a goose egg with you know jonathan taylor and that offensive line naheem hines granted you know Pittman was out but what you lose Pittman and you automatically can't do anything on you know on offense through the passing game I mean, Matt Ryan, that's why the Colts went out and got you specifically, right? To be a veteran, to lead this team, to take it to the next level. And uh, putting up zero points in Jacksonville is not going to cut it. Also, why is Jonathan Taylor only have nine carries? Exactly. I mean, he should be getting the ball uh, 20 plus times a game. Regardless of the score. (laughs) Yeah. Regardless of the score. He can catch it, right? I know Hines is their their passing down back, but come on, Taylor you is your best player. You Give him the ball. Exactly. <laughs> Just disgusting things from the Colts. I'd be disgusted if I was a Colts fan, honestly. Um, but hey, Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars have the only win in the division. Can you believe that? Through two weeks, they're one and one, and outright in first place in the AFC South. Oh, that might man. be the worst division in that football. That might be the right worst now. division in football right now. I I agree with you. Um next game, Falcons at Rams. Oh, Marcus had a you know, had a chance late. Falcons came all the way back down 28 to 3. Oh, just a couple plays 
from pulling off an improbable comeback and uh, having the Rams be 0-2, which would have been crazy because then them and Cincy would have been 0-2, which would have been... <laughs> Would have been pretty nuts. Um, you know, they had nothing going in that first half and uh, made it interesting again. So at least, you know, this Falcons team isn't going to quit, right? Although I would like to see them even just force it at this point to Pitts more. I think Kyle Pitts has like four catches on the season. Un- that's unacceptable to me. Um, I think they're going to definitely focus on getting him the ball more, right? And um, very winnable game next week in Seattle. So I'm hoping, you know, Marcus gets his first win in Seattle and uh, gets the ball rolling, at least for his stock, right? I mean, the Falcons are all... Atlanta is going to be Atlanta, right? But if Marcus can, you know, put himself a nice little resume together for next year, I'll be pretty happy with that. And uh, he's got to use his legs. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, he's gotta run. That's six carries. Gotta run at least ten, I think, Marcus. Yeah, he's gonna have to be like Jalen Hurts, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you know, good old Cooper Cup, eleven for one hundred eight and two tutties. He's just gonna put up thirty points in fantasy a game this year, I think. You know, he's not gonna have the forty bombs, the big flashy ones, but he's gonna put. Damn near close to 10 receptions a game and a touchdown. And he's going to hover around 100 yards, I think, the whole season. He's going to – because, you know, Stafford, he really likes he really likes that cup safety blanket. And so, yeah, the Rams will be okay. I think they'll be fine. Uh, this next game I know you wanted to get into. So, Seahawks at Niners, obviously the huge injury to Trey Lance. Um He's going to be out for the season now. And, you know, Jimmy G stepped up, got the win at home, took care of business like a true pro, right? Uh, Big, I think the Niners lucked out so, so hard here that they were able to keep Jimmy uh, on, on that backup deal. I don't know how John Lynch convinced Jimmy to stay as a backup, but they did, and it's, they had the best insurance policy in the league, probably. Um, but Matt, why don't you? I know you had a couple things you wanted to say about this. Poor Micah, he's probably in shambles. <laughs> That's why we need to talk about it. So, I honestly think this is the best thing for the Niners. Speaking from a non Niners fan who wants them to be miserable, but I think with Garoppolo back at the helm, I mean, they're. They might win the division. I mean, they have the Rams number, right? They know how to beat the Rams. They don't look like that, you know, they don't have that aura, it seems like, anymore. Obviously, Arizona is a little shaky. Seattle is going to rebuild. So, I don't know. With this Trey Lance injury, I I really think the 49ers are going to win this division now. And we all know what kind of team they are in the playoffs. They're They're, they're, They're a tough out. They're going to be a tough out. And when you have a quarterback that's experienced, that's been to a Super Bowl as a starter, been to two NFC championships, I mean, what more can you ask for? I mean, to me, I think the offense plays better around Garoppolo, his play style, because he's kind of that game. He's kind of like Tua, honestly. He's just going to manage the game. And with that running attack with 
you know, Mitchell when he comes back and you got Debo and you got Kittle. I think Kittle is going to play a lot better now. And actually all the receivers, I think. I think Garoppolo is a better passer than Trey Lance. So, oh, definitely. I, I mean, this is scary from the perspective of a non-49er fan who wants them to lose because I think they're going to make a run now. And it's not looking good. But, <laughs> Micah, you know what? I, this is why you always listen to me. I'm your big brother. I'm always right. So that's all I got to say. Well, obviously, we hope, you know, Trey Lance recovers and uh, is back next yep. season. Speedy recovery, Trey. Uh, but, you know, they got a good insurance policy in Jimmy. So we'll see if that pays off for them. Uh, next game, oh, another ugly one. Broncos against the Texans. The Broncos do not look good offensively. Their defense... I, I think their defense is, is their strong suit. Russell Wilson is just not warmed up yet, or he's not. Maybe he's just, I don't want to say he's washed yet. It's only been two games, but he's not washed. looking like that. He got another five, signed that five-year deal. He can't uh, be washed. I, I'm just saying, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, through two games, he had the Texans. Unless we're just, the Texans are better than we think. But like you said, right? Like you said with Dak, you pay him that money, you expect, them to perform mm-hmm. and i mean 16 points at home against the texans you know i mean judy was kind of in and out here and there but javante williams Cortland sutton you know these are all guys that can play and uh maybe i i'm hearing a lot of nathaniel hackett question marks now <laughs> right so uh we'll keep an eye on the the broncos definitely not as strong as i thought they would look to start this season though Defense is still there, but offense got some things to figure out. Uh, Cardinals at Raiders, another crazy game uh, in that second slate. So Cardinals somehow came back from down 20 to zero uh, to pull off the overtime win. Matt, you know, we were talking before the impressive plays from this one. Uh, Kyler with that fourth down scramble to tie the to or at the end of regulation. And uh, what I was telling you, I thought was the throw of the day was his two-point conversion to A.J. Green, right? They took a stupid delay of game penalty, right? Backed them up to the seven. And uh, Kyler stood in there and threw like an absolute dot to A.J. Green in the back of the end zone where only he could catch it uh, above defenders, through defenders, hit like the dartboard right in the bullseye. And then, of course, you know, oh, poor Hunter Renfro. He had a rough game. I think he had two fumbles. Two straight fumbles. Two straight fumbles. Uh, usually a pretty reliable guy, right? You know, someone you can count on late in the game. Uh, he took a lick from Isaiah Simmons, and then Byron Murphy ran it back, who I thought threw the ball out I know. Bounds, <laughs> right? <laughs> he dropped. It looked like he dropped the like ball before the it. goal line. And I was was going to say, that would be so fitting for this game. With how that game was going, it would have been so fitting for them to call it a touchback and have the Raiders have another shot at winning the game. (laughs) It would have just been so fitting. Uh, Didn't work out that way. Arizona 1-1. Raiders 0-2. You know, that 0-2 hole is going to be scary in that AFC West. Um, I don't know. It's not looking so good, I think. They need to figure some things out offensively. I think they're trying to force it to Devontae a little too much still. Uh, they can't forget, you know, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, 
Hunter Renfro. I mean, they have a lot of guys. I think once they start spreading it out a little bit more, stop trying to force feed Devontae, uh, their offense will look better. And then speaking of Devontae, Bears at the Packers. I mean, primetime Aaron Rodgers, kind of opposite of primetime Kirk, right? He looked good, you know, real efficient, utilized the run game. The running game was just tearing up the Bears. I mean, Aaron Jones had 15 carries for 132 and a touchdown. That's ridiculous. Uh, didn't Rodgers didn't even have to do too much here. You know, he he he's so good. That's another reason he's so good, right? He is smart, took advantage of that, that matchup that they have. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, not seeing a ton from him right now. I don't know if that's the offense that they're trying to run. Uh, although, you know, Montgomery looked pretty good on the ground. So their run game, you know, looked pretty good. We just need to see, uh, hopefully, the, you know, Eberflus, I think, is a coach. Uh, if he can call a couple more interesting plays for, for Darnell Mooney, please. Uh because my fantasy team is struggling right now, but you know, not over for the Bears. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a close division with you know the Bears, Packers, Vikings, and who knows, maybe the Lions. Now, it's gonna be an interesting division up north. So, I think all those teams are one and one now, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be tight the whole way, and uh, one team's gonna pull away late. And then we'll just get into tonight's game. So Titans at the Bills. Honestly, not too much to say here. The Bills romped them. Uh, the Bills D-line is terrifying. They didn't even have Ed Oliver tonight, and they were all over the backfield. Derrick Henry never got going. Tannehill barely had any time to throw. And then on the flip side, you know, without Gabe Davis – Stefan Diggs, you know, 12 catches for 148 and three touchdowns. Josh Allen, 317, four touchdowns. They're just a juggernaut right now. Uh, Going to be interesting for them next week. Titans, a lot to figure out. Uh, they're looking like a, you know, a struggling team. Not what you would expect, but uh, I think they're wishing they kept A.J. Brown. And finally, speaking of A.J. Brown, Vikings at the Eagles. What can you say? I mean, I well, I watched most of this game. You know, Kirk, he had the three picks. Some of them weren't his fault. Uh, Eagles defense looked surprisingly good. Uh, but I was more impressed with how Jalen Hurts looked offensively. You know, he had a good game on the ground, 300-plus yards in the air. Sanders had 80. He's spreading the ball out, too. It's not just A.J. You know, Goddard, Smith, um, yeah, it's this. I the Eagles are gonna give the Cowboys, you know, the they're the real money. threat. They're the biggest threat in the division. Uh, Jalen Hurts improved, so improved as a passer. I think, not just decision making, but just you know his accuracy right now. And uh, we always knew he could run, right? But you know, they're gonna be the ones to look out for. I, if I was betting, I would put my money on the Eagles to win this division. Honestly, I think they look that good right now. Um, but it's only week two, and we'll we'll see when uh, those two play each other. So that's my oh that sorry that went kind of long, but that's my fans weekend recap. <laughs> I'll call it that for now. Um, but let's get into some other NFL topics. That was a lot on the NFL. So Matt, why don't you uh, give us our uh, college football segment here? 
All right. So let's let's start with our, our home team here. So obviously oh, finally Woo! we're on we're at least in the win column, <laughs> I think. That's a good sign. But UH finally wins a home game or wins a game, I should say. The first one under the Timmy Chang era. Uh, so good for Coach Coach Chang to get that first one under his belt. Um, but it was it was not an impressive showing at all. Actually, quite embarrassing, honestly. And seeing it in person was kind of even more sad, to be Probably, honest. It's sadder it, because it was it against Duquesne, right? <laughs> yeah. And the thing that I think makes it sad is Duquesne actually should have won the game. They just they're just Duquesne. They they gave UH three points. And they had a lot of mistakes. I mean, what Duquesne threw a pick six, so that's another set fourteen point swing right there. They missed an extra point, or they missed a chip shot field goal, and they threw an interception on the Hawaii one yard line. So that's seventeen points that they could have had on the board. And if you minus seven from the pick six, then well, you you lost to Duquesne. Not a good look, right there. And they had a block punt, right? Didn't Hawaii have a block and- punt? Yeah, and they had the block punt too. Um, but really kind of the same issues we're seeing from the offensive side of the ball for UH. I mean, they just cannot pass. <laughs> I I it's unbelievable. I didn't even realize they didn't even have a hundred yards passing. Uh and you know, they still don't have a passing touchdown this year, which is oh. I, I have no words. I really have no words for that. Um it's 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 not good right now offensively. And I think, you know, I was pretty big on Joey Yellen kind of getting that edge after that first game, but uh You're off. you know, he, he, he <laughs> I think I'm off that that train already. Um when you go thirteen of twenty eighty six yards against Duquesne and throw a pretty terrible interception. Yeah, I, I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And I, I truthfully think Timmy's going to think so too. I, I truly think Shager's going to start next week. Um, But really, they just, they they looked terrible. And the thing that... Defense, huh? <laughs> I actually thought the defense going in was going to be the best part of their, their team. And I mean, their defense really played well. I'm not going to knock them for not doing so i mean i know it was duquesne but they won the game for us yeah. you know they got turnovers they, they, um, they, they scored a touchdown out, they pretty much outscored the offense <laughs> <laughs> basically More or less i mean right the special teams right the the block punts mm-hmm. right there so our mvp matthew shipley making his kicks he got just got kicked block too so i mean yeah not a good look um but the thing that concerns me a little bit is closing out the game Right, you know, they're up twenty-four to six, two minutes left. You know, they give up a touchdown. Then what on the onside kick, they <laughs> they pull a Cleveland Browns, right? They can't recover the kick. And this is where I need to get on Timmy Chang. Um why in the hell is Diedrich Parsons on the hands team? That dude fumbles every single game. Why is he the guy? <laughs> Like the guy that's gonna receive the onside kick. Like, where is your receiver? I know Pinocchio was hurt. I know Zion Bones is out, but anybody but Parsons is really you could put anyone there. 
put Jordan Murray. I don't know. Put just put somebody there. You cannot put a guy who's known to cough up the ball on the hands team who's in charge to recover the ball. That's where his slot was, and that's that's unacceptable. That's coaching to me. That's not on Parsons because he's gonna fumble all the time. That's just who he is. So Timmy, you gotta like that's on you, buddy. As a coach, you gotta know your players. And if you know a guy who fumbles a lot, he should not even be near the hands team, you know, in that situation. And then their defense, the next play, gives up a 35-yarder. I mean, just not a very impressive way closing out the game. And I think that's something that this team needs to learn. Because uh, if they don't get wins, <laughs> I mean, this program's going nowhere. So closing out games, got a good learning experience. But um, that's something that Timmy Chang definitely needs to needs to clean up. Um, and then also one of the other things that I noticed too, and this is kind of going back to, to the offense. Um, you know, so I heard a lot of talk about this OC, and I can't remember his name. Uh, but he came from Eastern Washington. Apparently, they were like a high-flying offense at Eastern Washington, also where Cooper Cup went. Yep, they were a powerhouse in their yeah. division. But, uh, you know, I heard it was going to be kind of a hybrid of like a, a mix of run and shoot and spread. And, you know, quite frankly, to be honest, it looks nothing like that. It kind of looks like Norm Chow's offense. Like just straight handoff up the middle two plays in a row. Now you're third and long. And then, you know, you just, you get sacked with Joey Yellen who can't move. Right. Just where, where's the pre-snap motion that I'm so big on that now. Like that's kind of what every team uses. Right. And it, it gives your quarterback help because he can read the defense based on the motion, but we don't do any of that. Like when you have a quarterback room that's as bad as ours, I mean, you got to give them as much help as you can. <laughs> I mean, just give them something. I mean, we need a little more creativity on offense. You can't just run the ball up the middle, two plays in a row, and you put your quarterback in third and low. Especially a quarterback that's not Colt Brennan, that's not Timmy Chang. He's not going to be a playmaker and go make these fantastic plays. So you got to help them out. And I think that's that's something that the coaches really need to look into. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, not a good look right there. All right. Um, well, did you want to talk about your ducks? Yes, I All do. Right. So Go, yeah. this is a brief one. Round they played there. fantastic, fantastic. Um, you know, my man Bo Nix, I guess you could call him my man. Finally showed up in a big game. I mean, that's good to see. He's been playing pretty well the past couple games. Um, and he, he looks he looked good. He really did look good. Um, a guy who's really athletic, uh, was really using his legs. He had three rushing touchdowns, no turnovers. So that's exactly what you want from Bo Nix. And it was good to see, you know, a little explosion from the Oregon offense. So not really going to take in too much. I'm glad they beat BYU. Can't really stand BYU. That's why. Um, but you know, I think we're, we're back on track. You know, I don't think we're going to make the playoff this year, but a Pac-12 title is definitely still achievable. And I think Bonex, if he keeps playing like this and keeps getting better, um, will be just fine. So it was a good bounce back win from that, you know, Georgia nightmare. So we're right back. We're right back on track. 
but we'll keep that one short. All right. Um, let's see. We can talk a little baseball here. Why not? We'll we'll get into we'll we'll do another short segment after this for our OBL, but a uh, little baseball here. So I'll start. Dodgers still looking pretty good. We clinched home field through the NLDS. Uh, so everyone expect a lot more baseball talk coming up once uh, playoffs roll around. Uh, those pods are going to be long. We got football and baseball going. Oh, those are going to be some back to our long, long pods. Uh, yeah, excited. You know, everyone's getting healthy again. And uh, Joey Gallo hit a home run today. Always love to see that, right? Uh, no, I he's don't. flashing the leather. I mean, he could always do that, right? Uh, but he's looking impressive. We, you know, everyone's just kind of hitting. And uh, if we get everyone healthy, I, I think you know we're gonna be in really, really good shape come playoffs. So you know, I want us to play hard until we get the home field through the NLCS. And, uh, you know, if we want to start experimenting with lineups a little bit here and there, I'll be okay with that. I'm just scared of Dave killing the momentum, to be honest. But so far, I'm happy with how things are going. Hmm. Yeah, well, can't really say the same about my team, but we're hanging in there. Uh, five and a half game lead. Not the greatest when you look at we had a 16 and a half. 16 and a half game lead in July. Um, but Aaron Judge, I think he's gonna break break the record, huh? He's two away with two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks to go in the season. So MVP. MVP. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any of this show hey talk already. This is yeah. a historic scene. He might win the triple crown too. I think like, he can win it. I think like, he can he's do it. I mean that's unheard of if he does triple crown and he beats the record. What a stud. Yeah. And he better be on the Yankees next year. That's all I got to say. Cashman. But um you guys you know, I think signed the... him. <laughs> we tried. We we tried, but he you know, he bet on himself and credit to him cuz he's going to get another 100 million more. He bet on himself and he had one of the best seasons of a Yankees hitter all time. <laughs> If he wins the triple crown too, that's probably an extra fifty million, honestly. Crazy. So maybe I shouldn't root for him to win the triple crown <laughs> <laughs> for the financial purposes, but yeah, what a stud. Well, I, I'm honestly looking at they got a five and a half game lead against the Blue Jays. And they play the Blue Jays one more series next week. That's that could be your dagger right there. I mean, if you can win two out of three against the Blue Jays there and you keep, you know, four to six game lead up to that i think you'll be looking good after that series but that, we just got to get there we got to get them you know the home stretch is there so we just gotta hang on for two weeks <laughs> i'm crossing my fingers but now nah, so far we're okay we're okay nice all right um well let's just take another short break and then uh we'll get into some fun obl talk to round out this pod okay so let's round out this pod with some obl talk 
We got the fall season right around the corner. Season starts this weekend. Uh, Matt, how's your team looking? Uh, you happy? I don't you know. Ready for the I'm return? just happy that I'm eligible to play. You know, like back from injury. finally back from the I uh, IL. You know, uh, you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, unfortunately, I'm a little banged up right now. So what? I'm not gonna be at a hundred percent. I'll still play. I can still play. Uh, but I for the past like month or so, I've been dealing with some like lower back issues. Oh, like, from squatting and like deadlifting. Uh, kind of tweaked it a little bit. Uh, doing some squats, and uh, what else was I doing? Oh, I was doing like you know the tricep dips. Okay, so I was doing those dips, right? And so, like, I, I've always had, like, kind of back problems for the past couple of years. But for whatever reason, I was, like, like I was holding myself up, and I would ju I just kind of let my hips drop, right? Kind of, like, stretches out my back, you know, the spine, decompressing your spine. And, uh, for, you know, I was doing that. And for whatever reason, I came down, and I felt a little, like, a pinch. I was like, oh, oh, what was that? And then I, I bent down to go pick up my, my gym bag. And I might like this jolt shot to like my tailbone, lower back area. And I just like, <laughs> like fell. I was you, like in the gym. Yeah. In the gym. Or like I fell to my knees. Like I had to catch myself on the ground. I don't know. It was what? weird. So I've been like trying to stretch and like rehab it for the past couple weeks now. Uh, I'll be, I'm, I can, I can play um so you know i can play through it it's it's not too crazy i i want to i gotta just monitor it so it's not you know i'm not out for an extended period of time <laughs> or you can sit out the rest of the season and just play when we play each other <laughs> well yeah I can load, you can load manage oh load yeah i'll be able <laughs> to load manage it exactly yeah uh we pretty much have the same team though so you know, fall time is the has-been's time to shine. Yes. <laughs> we know this, right? This is on record. Uh -huh. We're a fall team, you know? We're not a fall team. <laughs> <laughs> All the college boys are gone or they're in school, right? And uh, people sleep on the has-been's a little bit. You know, we mess around <laughs> during the regular season, you know. Oh, oh they're, they're, you know, has-been's, that should be easy. And what do we do? Roll into playoffs. As a bottom, you know, lower tier seed, surprise everyone. Beat the undefeated, no clue. You know, we beat these high school boys. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we got talent though. I'm telling you, we're we're gonna look uh pretty determined during this regular season. We have, get this, Matt. We have guys on our team practicing during the off season. Guys are going to cages, getting reps in. So, you know, that winless regular season really left a sour taste in our mouths. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look, buddy. I mean, that's okay. Not a good look. Granted, we won. This is be the Dodgers. Yeah, we tied the Dodgers. Oh. So, you know, not our Boy. not our best look there. Um, but hey, we're ready for this fall season. I promise. We're coming out to win games during the regular season. 
Yeah, we we got a tough first game though. We play um Hama, Hama Department. I think we play the Dodgers the first game. They're always so <laughs> Yeah. Good good tune up for you guys then. Yeah. So should be uh pretty interesting. I'm kind of excited. Uh yeah, ready to get back on that field, man. Uh yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> just just let me step on the field, you know. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I hurt my wrist. <laughs> yeah, no basketball during the season, okay? Yeah, I I already told um our friends that I'm I retired from basketball that way. All right, all right, Matt. Well, sounds good. Looking forward to this season. Should be interesting. Uh, do you want to do your sports facts since we're already doing it? Uh, yep. You know how we do it. We end with the sports fact of the day. So. Today we're recording on September 19th. So let's go back to 2004. So the Oakland Raiders receiver, get this, Jerry Rice, uh, had a streak end of 274 consecutive games with the reception and to, or this day in 2004, which is That's absurd. Crazy. 274 absurd. games with a catch. I mean... He's to me, he's the second greatest receiver of all time, but we can save that for another debate. Um I I think the playmaker is the best receiver, but none of my none of my, you know, decision to argue that. But yeah, Jerry Rice, obviously one of the goats in the sport. So salute. Salute Jerry. Yep. Crystal met him at uh four seasons, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> Must be nice. Uh, I want to meet the playmaker. Just oh you know, man, that, that would be such an epic <laughs> meetup for you. One uh, day, I think I would lose my voice. <laughs> we would get into a cry. yelling. I I would cry and I would just be like, "How about them Cowboys, baby? Let's go!" <laughs> and he One would do day. the same thing. Yeah. Yep. One day, Matt. But all right, guys. Well, thanks for sticking around. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will be back next week.